My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to travel and cruise industry news on this, the 19th day of September 2022. Hurricane Fiona strikes the Dominican Republic and is as Republic as more heavy rains fall in Puerto Rico. Of course, is the dominating story this morning. Weather from the Pacific coast of Mexico, off Mexico, and the west coast of Alaska as well. A teenage artist chosen for a Tampa project. Carnival Wi-Fi issues. Reports from La Salette, France, Barcelona, and Rome. Plus, a rant this morning. And much more here live at 11. Today, folks, is National Respect for the Aged Day. Please keep that in mind over in the chat room, especially after the rant. (laughs) Anyway, busy morning this morning. If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard. Uh, As always, uh, you can access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net. Or wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, like TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Pandora, Stitcher, Google Podcast, um, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, any of them. Just search for Travel and Cruise Industry News, and up pops the fat travel guy. And when I post pictures or clips like I am this morning, and you want to access them, you can always go over to the description of the podcast. And there'll be a link to access the video feed. And you can flop over and check any of them out. Several people wanted to know about my crab cake Benedict that I had on Symphony of the Seas the last morning was part of the key breakfast that I went with Barry and Sue. That's what it looked like, folks. Now. Those crab cakes, 
they were an inch and a half to two inches thick. Made just like a normal X Benedict with the hollandaise sauce and everything. And I think that was a little port of, little chunk of portobello mushroom on top. Had sausage, has the hash browns, and a couple pieces of fruit. It was just yummy. The crab cake had a bit of a spice to it, but it was really good. All right. My buddy, uh, Rochelle, you know, I've teased about her being the expert. of. She's been to every church and cathedral in Europe, I think, and shared uh, pictures of them all. So Rochelle got back home for a couple weeks, and now she's uh, uh, taken as a tour guide for a church group. And uh, so, I mean, she's really taking this this seriously. Um, but let's see if I can find out. She first, uh, Rochelle went. They went to Lourdes. Lourdes, uh, which is, of course, a famous story about Lourdes. And then today, or I guess they got there yesterday, they are in La Salette in the French Alps. And La Salette, uh, they were there for, uh, it's an apparition, apparition site. And it's a feast day of Our Lady of La Salette in the French Alps. So they were there for that. Uh, they actually were there for services uh, yesterday, last night, and again today. Uh, services were outside, which was pretty cool. Now, in the meantime, at the same time when I left Symphony of the Seas on Saturday morning, Sue and Barry went to the airport and flew to Barcelona, right? They get into Barcelona, did a little touring around Barcelona for, you know, a day and a half or so, did a a hop-on, hop-off bus tour. Then they got on uh, Virgin Voyages' uh, newest ship, of course, that's Valent Lady, the second ship. The third one still is coming out later this year. They were on um, Valent Lady. And today, they're in Toulon, France. So, in the same time it took me to get home, they've gone to Barcelona and uh, Toulon. So... Uh, and then they're going to get on Wonder of the Seas after the uh, Valent Lady and do, I think it's a Greek Isles cruise. I can't remember. And then do the Transatlantic back with uh, Val- uh, Wonder of the Seas coming back to the States. So that's pretty cool. In the meantime, Cindy, Cindy and the girls uh, flew to Rome. Spent a couple days in L- Rome. And uh, you'll notice there are uh, adult beverages involved. Uh, this is in... Uh, uh, Trastevere, Lazio, Italy. And of course, they did some time around the Vatican. Uh, Got to show some food, at least a little bit of food. That looks like a pretty yummy salad to me, if you ask me. I would probably enjoy that a lot. 
And then, of course, pasta. You know, they're in Italy, of course. Why not? And uh, uh, Cindy uh, and Jason, Pittsburgh Jason, this is Cindy. And I say by the smile on her face, she's rating that pizza very highly. It is, of course, a real honest-to-God Italian pizza. So uh, I'm sure her marks were quite high. And, of course, they spent some time in the Vatican. I told them she needs to go drink wine with the uh, with the Pope, but I, she declined to do that because uh, yeah, she knew she and the girls would be drinking plenty of adult beverages, which they did as soon as they found some. So that's... That's lovely, Cindy and the girls over there. Wow, my camera is dropping down like something's falling off the tabletop here. That was strange. Anyway, that's Cindy and the girls over there in Rome. Of course, they're getting ready to get on a boat, too. So uh, we're going to be doing a lot of this, folks, for the next couple of weeks. Hot Air Tom's leaving tomorrow. Uh, he's going over uh, to Europe as well. And coming back. Uh, so they're going to up to Southampton. Sailing out of Southampton. So we're going to have a, a lot of this going on for the next little bit. And the camera is moving. What is wrong with the camera this morning? It is just moving for some reason. Maybe I've worn it out. You think? All right, guys. I'll be back with today's news and lots of weather after a word from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be. All right, we got to start off with Fiona. Of course, that's been the massive uh, news story today and yesterday and a good bit of the weekend. Uh, Fiona made landfall in the Eastern Dominican Republic this morning, uh, bringing with it damaging winds and flooding rainfall. Uh, trailing bands of heavy rain also continue to impact Puerto Rico. At least one uh, rain gauge near Ponce, Puerto Rico, has measured over 25 inches of rain in 24 hours, ending early this morning. More than two dozen rain gauges have reported more than a foot of rain on the island. Storm totals could be near 30 inches in southern portions 
of Puerto Rico. The Dominican Republic will take the brunt of Fiona's strongest winds through today. The southeast or southeast Bahamas, Turks and Caicos will then take a brush from Fiona tonight and into tomorrow. Fiona could pose a serious danger to Bermuda late Thursday and into Friday. Uh, then could threaten parts of the uh, Atlantic Canada either as a hurricane or an intense post-tropical cyclone Friday night and into Saturday. So, guys, we're going to be talking a lot about Fiona this week. There's no way around it. As the eye of Hurricane Fiona barreled west in the Dominican Republican Republic, Puerto Rico was left early today with knockout energy grid, a widespread flooding and continued heavy rains with conditions remaining too dangerous for officials to even assess the scope of the crisis. The power company Luma warned on Sunday that full power restoration in Puerto Rico could take several days with the storm creating incredibly challenging conditions for repair workers. Now, you got to remember, folks, five years ago, as a matter of fact, today, I believe it is, the Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico, and they still haven't got all of the power back the way it was before Maria hit. So I'm a little leery of them saying they're going to have all power restored in a few days. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it was immediately clear that the island would have a difficult recovery process with 30 inches of rain in many places. All right, the center of Fiona was located about 15 miles uh, west-southwest of Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Fiona moving toward the northeast near 8 miles an hour. This general motion expected to continue through tonight, followed by a turn to the north-northwest on Tuesday and the north on Wednesday. On the forecast track, the center of Fiona will move uh, over the eastern portion of the Dominican Republic this morning and emerge over the southwestern Atlantic this afternoon. The center is forecast near or to the east of Turks and Caicos on Tuesday. Maximum sustained winds are near 90 miles an hour currently with higher gusts. Some strengthening is expected during the next few days. So the hurricane could emerge uh, over the southwestern Atlantic and grow into a major hurricane by Wednesday. The estimated uh, minimum central pressure is 977 millibars. Fiona is forecast to produce the following rainfall. British and U.S. Virgin Islands, additional uh, one to four inches. Storm totals of up to 10 inches on St. Croix. Uh, southern Puerto Rico, additional four to six inches with, with uh, a maximum of 10. Storm totals of 12 to 20 with a maximum of 30. Northern Puerto Rico, one to four more inches with a maximum of six. Storm totals of four to 12 with local uh, maximums of 20. Northern and Eastern Dominican Republic, uh, four to um, eight more inches with maximum totals of 10. Storm totals of up to 12 in the Eastern section of Dominican Republic. The rest of Dominican Republic and Haiti, one to four inches. Turks and Caicos, four to eight inches. Southeast Bahamas, one to three inches. 
Of course, there's going to continue to be life-threatening and catastrophic flooding. That's been going on in Puerto Rico, but you could also have it in the Dominican Republic and in Haiti. Uh, and, and a lot more flooding is still expected in, the, in uh, uh, Puerto Rico. Life-threatening flash and urban floods is likely for both or all three countries. And a tremendous storm surge. Uh, it's just unbelievable how much storm surge is causing wreaking havoc down through the islands as well. Uh, you could have, uh, we're talking, you know, six to eight feet of storm surge. And tremendous surf. Of course, now the surf could affect us here in the United States. Now, we're all, since we look primarily at cruising on this channel, obviously there's quite a bit of changes due to Fiona. Harmony of the Seas sailed yesterday. It completely changed their itinerary from Eastern Caribbean to Western Caribbean. Allure of the Seas is flipping their itinerary, going first to Aruba and Curacao, then back to Haiti later on in the week. Explorer and Carnival Horizon are going southern. Um, other itinerary changes include Disney Fantasy, Norwegian Sky, MSC Seashore, Scarlet Lady, several Carnival ships all going west to the Western Caribbean. Mariner of the Seas, uh, which sells today, is scheduled to go to Bermuda and the Bahamas. We don't know what they're going to do yet. Also, Disney Wish, Independence of the Seas, and Oasis of the Seas are scheduled into the Bahamas tomorrow and the day after. We don't know what they're going to do yet either. A lot of that's going to depend on how the exact path as it leaves the Dominican Republic and moves over Turks and Caicos as to how far east or west it goes. So that's what's going on in the Atlantic. The, the system out in the middle, now we've got to watch it, but it's, there's just a 20% chance of development. So that's not all that good. Meanwhile, in Puerto Rico, that was a bridge that was washed out and just some more damage from the hurricane and flooding. Now, on the West Coast, uh, of course, uh, Lester is now gone, which uh, we talked about, talked about last night. Madeline actually is closer to land than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Madeline intensifies a bit. It's about 160 miles west of Cabo Corrientes, about 200 miles south southeast of the southern tip of Baja. Maximum sustained wind at 60. Present movement to the northwest at 9 miles an hour. Central pressure is 993 millibars. Um but that's expected to turn to the west-northwest and then due west within the next 24 to 36 hours. And other than some rain uh, along the Baja coast, and of course you've had some along the coast of Mexico, um, 
even with the sustained winds around the storm itself, that it's up to about 60 miles an hour, little change is expected today. And then it's going to go off totally away from land. So it's going to be a remnant low by tomorrow. Pressure is 993, which is low enough to do some damage, but I just don't see it uh, causing much damage. That's my personal opinion. All right, Alaska is a whole totally different story. Um, you know, at first they were saying it was going to hit Nome, and then they said, well, it shifted to the south. It could possibly hit the, the cruise areas of uh, southwestern Alaska. Uh, and then it ticked back to the north, and it ended up nailing Nome. So this was a peak storm surge. As you can see on this, this is, uh, of course, Norton Sound. There are areas there with over nine feet of storm surge. Most areas with uh, up, to, uh, up to nine feet. And just a very few areas up to six feet. But the areas in red there are all over nine feet of storm surge. And this was uh, in Nome itself. Lots of flooding. Floodwaters began receding in Alaska uh, last evening, revealing the damage after the remnants of a typhoon lashed the state with the fiercest storm in years. The full extent of the storm's impact may not be clear for days, but residents across the state's low-lying western coast are still grappling with the water damage, power outages, and other hazards. The impacted areas span well over a thousand miles of coastline, including some of the most remote areas of the United States. Uh, according to the Homeland Security and Emergency Management folks, it's a very large area, and the damages across that area are really very quite a bit. Access to these areas is very difficult. The storm is still ongoing in the northwest part of the state. No injuries or fatalities tied to the storm have been reported yet, which is remarkable. But Alaska state troopers are conducting a search for a young boy missing from Hooper Bay, one of the heavier hit villages. Roads, of which there are few in the region, have been battered and washed away. The storm surge knocked out lines of communication, prompted evacuations and wrenched homes from their foundation. One unoccupied house drifted until it got stuck under the Snake River Bridge. The tide gauge in Nome, uh, which is known for being the end point of the famed Iditarod uh, Trail Sled Dog Race, showed water levels more than nine feet above normal levels early Saturday, exceeding the peak seen during ferocious storms of 2011 and 2004. An offshore buoy reported waves at or above 35 feet for 12 hours, peaking at more than 50 feet, while wind gusted at 70 miles an hour for 11 hours. Now, because most of the supplies, especially emergency supplies, are flown into many of these areas, runways will have to be safely cleared before the communities can even receive critical supplies, as most goods are moved by air or barge in that region, 
without power. People with packed freezers risk losing the food for the upcoming season. The systems punishing Alaska over the weekend was the remnants of Pacific Typhoon Murbach, which merged with a pair of non-tropical storms as it veered toward the Bering Strait. That's that thin strip of land between Russia and Alaska. Of course, this is not new for Alaska. They quite often get hit with uh, fallouts from typhoons, but this one came fast and furious, kind of took everybody by surprise. Uh, For many, the storm could not have come at a worse time. Mid-September is prime hunting season. And most of those residents rely on hunting to stock their freezers with moose and caribou for the winter. Reports of damage and upturned fuel tanks were also concerning because those tanks hold diesel fuel that powers generators and heats homes. The tanks also hold gasoline that fuels vehicles used in hunting for subsistence. Uh, There's four-wheelers, boats, and snowmobiles that need that fuel. Uh, so it's unbelievable. And not only that, the the current pressure is still 940 or lower. It got down as low as 937 millibars, which is the deepest low for September in at least 17 years. Now, thankfully, folks, it's had very little effect on the cruise industry. Yes, there was some rain. Yes, there's been some wind. Yes, there's been some storm surge. There's been some light snow in what I've called the cruise area, which would be from Anchorage south, you know, Juneau, Ketchikan, Skagway, you know, all of the all those ports that we go to on Alaska cruises uh, was not impacted heavily. The ships that are over there currently are still sailing as scheduled but we will have to keep an eye on that as we continue on all right down in tampa this was kind of a neat story that came out of carnival In honor of International Coastal Cleanup Day, Carnival Cruise Line has unveiled a new art installation at Port Port Tampa Bay in Florida featuring a local teenage artist. He's also a conservationist. Five new sea life sculptures by 15-year-old Tampa artist and conservationist Ryan Moralovitz now decorate the Port Tampa Bay Cruise Terminal, welcoming guests on their way to and from cruise vacations. Moralovitz has been participating in beach cleanup since he was four years old, and today he sells his artwork to support Ocean Conservancy and Tampa Bay Watch. Carnival Cruise Line selected Moralovitz's artwork for the Port Terminal to help raise awareness for the need to clean up the oceans and interact with marine environments in responsible ways, which is always the focus of International Coastal Cleanup Day, held annually every September. The sculptures depict various marine animals, a seahorse, octopus, shark, sea turtle, and dolphin, and are all made of discarded items, including 
bottle caps, food cans, and metal utensils crafted together with surprising detail. Yeah, that would be one of the uh, sculptures. Pretty cool stuff, I thought. Okay. In a week that Carnival announced a price rate increase for Wi-Fi, they now have informed guests aboard Carnival Magic and Carnival Legend that their Wi-Fi is going to suck for the current cruise and maybe the next. In an email sent to guests booked on any of three voyages, it said the following, and I quote, due to challenges with some of the ship's satellites, there will be limited Wi-Fi access during your cruise. Of course, we're still going to increase the rates you pay for uh, no service, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, so they didn't really say the last part. And no, that's not my rant. Several people fussed at me for not reporting the brawl on the Carnival Sunrise this weekend. People, especially those of you that have fussed at me directly, that incident happened 10 days ago on the 9th of September. Not only did these people that report news about cruise and uh, industry news, not only did they throw out some salacious headline and thumbnail to suck you in, which many of you did, to see about the the uh, brawl this weekend, they didn't even get it right. Not only was there a brawl on the sunrise, the next day the same people got into a fight on the damn tender going into Grand Cayman. So not only did these uh, my so-called competitors make it sound like it happened this weekend when it happened 10 days ago, they didn't even get the story right. So, if that's what you want when you check on travel and cruise industry news, to be sucked in by salacious headlines and thumbnails, and then to get erroneous reporting to start with, go see them. I will never do that. And to make it even better, I spoke with Elizabeth on location. Remember her? She's on the sunrise now. And I didn't write the story worthwhile to even report on then. But as soon as Jim Walker comes out about it, then all these other guys say, oh, my God, we've got to report that because Jim Walker said it happened. Yeah, it happened 10 days ago. Go see him, folks. If that's what it takes to be successful in this business, I'm done. So, that's my rant. Okay. 
I feel much better now. <laughs> Aggravates the crap out of me. And then it's even worse that everybody believes it. I don't put a story out ever unless I have double proven, you know, it's been, you know, doubly proven to me and sometimes three times on stories like that. Wow. And then, you know, but they're going to do that. Get it right. Tell the whole story. If you even knew that. Okay. Let's go see who's in the chat room. Probably fussing at me, but that's okay. Hot Air Tom, welcome back to Virginia. Thank you very much. Yeah, I got in about, actually about 1.30 yesterday. It was... Uh, Saturday was a heavier drive because I was almost two hours late leaving Miami, an hour and a half, something like that. I didn't get out of Miami until 1030 um, due to a number of factors. One, you know, with uh, actually 6,600 of my closest friends getting off the boat at the same time. It was pretty crowded. There was lots of lines and things. Even though I get priority treatment on a lot of things uh, coming and going, there was still some long queues that I had to wait through for wheelchairs and switching off wheelchairs and getting the Uber. That took forever. Um, so then, you know, I drove to, to, uh, to Orangeburg, South Carolina. And so I had you know, not near as much driving in yesterday. So I got home about one thirty. So I was a little bit out of balance maybe, but I like that Orangeburg. Hotel, it's really nice. Hi there, says hello to everyone. Nikki's with us. Hi, Nikki. Kenneth's with us up in Pennsylvania. Hi, Kenneth. Gretchen's here out in Ohio. I hope the hurricane misses Bermuda. We're on board the ship on the 24th. Well, it may not be a direct hit, but it's going to be hit. It's going to hit it. This storm is, is too big and packs uh, too much rain. I mean, a tremendous amount of rain. Uh, currently, it's heavily loaded to the southeastern side of the storm. So that's why Puerto Rico is still getting nailed hard, even though it's moved on into the Dominican Republic. Uh, so that is it, you know, hooks up. That's going to continue. Um, so even if it misses Bermuda, which I mean, we all hope it does. It's gonna it's gonna take some rain and wind and it's just and then it could it could go on up and, and affect the cruises going up to you know fall cruises that have started going up to Canada so yeah I hope you're right uh, Kenneth that it doesn't happen but I'm praying for Puerto Rico yeah me too that's just uh, you know it's this time of year it happens. I was afraid that it would affect my cruise last week, and thankfully, it it didn't. Uh, we uh, we had perfect weather, and it was fairly calm, even though a couple of the aqua shows uh, were canceled uh, because of uh, either winds or rough way rough ways. They don't 
do that aqua show unless it's pretty calm uh, because of the high diving. And I, some of you saw me uh, last night. I did a live stream when I got home last night. Was that last night? No, that was Saturday night from the hotel. I did a live stream. Um, and I mentioned on that, I was not particularly impressed with the Aqua show, but that was the only thing I wasn't impressed with on the Symphony of the Seas. I mean, it was fantastic food. Even with 5,600 adults and 1,000 kids, I never felt that awful crowded. Yes, there were times. The buffet in the morning was awful. But then I could not go to the buffet as early as I used to because of this stupid uh, chemo pills that I have to take. I can't eat for two hours. Well, if I do anything at night, then I'm not getting up at four o'clock in the morning and taking the pills so I can go eat at six. Maybe I sleep in until, you know, six and I can't eat until eight. So, and then most of the days we went to the coastal kitchen and, and so we didn't have to deal with the throngs in the buffet. Which I, I was fine with me. Because the only drawback to a lot of people is they tend to run all over me. And they do it to anybody in a wheelchair or a scooter. There were times in this cruise when I yelled at people. I mean, I really did. So rude and uncaring, it's just ridiculous. And, of course, I end up with my arms and hands all bruised up from where I've, you know, people have run into me. People have, you know, hit me with bags and suitcases, getting on elevators when I carry in bags and, oh, just coming into the theater you know i'm sitting where I, i'm looking out over the crowd from where the handicapped seating was people come down about five steps right in front of me and they just stand there in the middle of the show looking for seating this place is sold out and they're standing in the middle of the stairs finally i said move damn it so you know, it's just uh, people can be so rude sometimes uh, but still, overall, even with that, it was a great cruise. It really was. So, all right, the chat room seems to have shut down for some reason. I don't know if I did something wrong, maybe because I was ranting. I don't know. But anyway, folks, that's going to wrap me up for today. Um, I will be in studio all week, except Friday will not be a live show. I will be with my pulmonologist Friday trying to come up with some way of getting my breathing better. So I'm going to uh, be with a pulmonologist on Friday. And this is an appointment that I've had. To, I've waited for three months to get in to see him. So uh, I will, in fact, be doing the show taped on Friday. Okay, some more stuff has popped into the chat room. No, it hasn't. Kenneth's last comment was praying for Puerto Rico. That's surprising. I have a feeling that it's not uh, generating through, or maybe my signal is gone. I don't know. All right. That's going to wrap me up for today, guys. 
I'll see everybody back here, same time, same channel tomorrow on Tuesday's Travel and Cruise Industry News. And I'm sure we'll have a bunch more reports from folks in uh, Europe. And hot air, Tom, you and Cindy have safe travels tomorrow as you leave heading on your way to Europe. And uh, we'll be sharing stuff from you as we go. So that's going to wrap it up for today. As always, guys, stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.